Hi, this is Jamil. This is Michelle. And we're not just the hook. That's right. <laughs> uh, what you're about to hear, we recorded two months ago in the heat of the protests in June when our social media feeds were filled with an intense mix of Black Lives Matter and COVID-19. Well, all right, there's so many things going on in social media in the world right now. So there was an initiative called Blackout Tuesday, which actually got super confusing. I was confused about it. I participated, but I still didn't even, I actually didn't want to participate. I was very confused. Basically, it was like, change your profile to a black square and then, you know, and then use a hashtag. But then long story short, it was told don't use Black Lives Matter hashtag because you're going to hide other important content. It was also an initiative that's started by the record companies, which was really meant to sort of take a day of rest from promotion. That's how it started, I believe. But then somehow it became, it became like a way to signify solidarity. And I got, to, and I'll just, I'll just be real here. So I wasn't going to do it, but then I weirdly felt social pressure on my my social media feeds. I'm like, oh, am I racist if I don't put the black square up? All right, well, fine. I mean, it's not, it wasn't like a huge deal. <laughs> and then you know what? I'm so, I changed all my stuff. I changed my Facebook and I changed my Instagram and it took so long for me to figure out how to change them. I'm not fucking, I'm changing them back. I mean, they're just, they're just black squares. They're just all black. All my profiles or photos are black now. You know, it's fine. That's, they're all still um, Yeah, I'm way. not changing them back. Maybe I'll change them back when racism is over. I don't know. Um, so You're going to have to wait quite a long there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, so in response to Blackout Tuesday, another group of people were like, we're going to have Whiteout Wednesday. So we're going to have Whiteout Wednesday trending as a hashtag. So, so many things happened with Whiteout Wednesday. First of all, BTS ARMY found out about Whiteout Wednesday and they were like, nope. So they took the hashtag Whiteout Wednesday and anytime they used it, they posted like a ton of photos of Whiteout. They posted reviews of Whiteout, how effective it was, <laughs> whether the brush was it's better free. or the sponge applicator was better. It was amazing. But then the other thing they did, which is amazing and hilarious, apparently people did not know how to spell Wednesday so you have Whiteout Wednesday as a hashtag, and you had like four different spellings of Whiteout Wednesday. So then BTS Army just went and used all of the misspelled Whiteout Wednesday hashtags. <laughs> they just took them over, and you either got another review on Whiteout or you got a K-pop video. It was it was brilliant. It's awesome. It's a brilliant. It's, it, I thought it was a brilliant like uh, <laughs> move in solidarity. It freaked me out the first time I saw it. I was like, why is All Lives Matter and, <laughs> and Blue Lives Matter trending? I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Blue Lives Matter was so great. Oh, man. They took a hold of the hashtag Blue Lives Matter. And it was just cartoons. It's like whatever blue cartoon. Uh, it was not just cartoons. It was basically blue. It was the Smurfs showed up. The Smurfs, Grover, Blues from Blue's Clues. The genie from Aladdin. Anybody blue. And those blue Blue lives do matter, I think. (laughs) I feel like sometimes technology and the tools we have don't, they're not built to help us have sustained change. They're built to have us trend here and there and be gloriously happy in a bubble somewhere. That is not the same thing as combating social justice (laughs) in combating racism.
to to follow if you're gonna follow whatever hashtag it is and do whatever the hashtag says that is not the same as creating fundamental transformational change well that's the thing so social media i think social media is actually a super powerful tool but i think there are very few people that know how to use it effectively i think the majority of us quite frankly, we're lemmings. So, you know, I post something and, you know, five of my friends like it. I don't have a giant following. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the 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 five friends that, that follow my things and they like it, are they actually going to take an action? I don't know. On social media, there is a lot of social pressure to do better, to be better, to educate yourself, to donate, to protest. And I personally feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't know which one of those things I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) And I can't do them all at the same time. And I'm quite frankly not doing any of them for various reasons because it's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I I want one thing to do and I want to be able to make sure I do that one thing and do it well and do it in a way that makes sense that I think will have an impact. That's like, you know, like me shouting into the void, I I feel like probably doesn't. You know, there are there are things that I think we can do. I am personally struggling to see what they are because if I just looked at my social media feed to tell me what to do. It, it, it doesn't have the answers. Yeah. I have a lot of doubts that will be impactful in that way. That is the correct kind of skepticism because it, it can't be. It, no, there's not a TikTok video you can create that's going to help stop racism. Like that doesn't, it doesn't exist. If you want change to happen, we are like, I think you need to make this admission. This is like a great time for like certain kinds of change, but we're also emotionally not in a good place to, to do. It's like some of the change necessary takes a little bit more thought, a little bit more time. And it's, it's not, it's not a TikTok video. And we're all like emotionally drained. I've never been a so emotionally drained repeatedly for different reasons <laughs> to different weeks as I have in the last three months. So I've had weeks where like I'm exercising and I'm like planning like good apocalypse things and other week, weeks where I'm just like drinking, depressed and not able to do anything. It's like, I don't no, nothing about my life is about trying to create a sustained change. I'm just trying to make it to whatever is the next exit or what. It may be a deep breath. It may be like sleep or drinking. I, I don't know what it is, but the idea of like shifting a system is like the least is it's great for protesting. It's great for going out there and having your voice hard. It's very hard to think about systematic change and the tools out there that what people share out there, like blacking out your, that's not a thing. <laughs> creating different it is messages. a thing. I did it. I know. That I know. makes me, I don't know. That makes me nothing. <laughs> Makes me a, a cog in the social media machine. I mean, look, let's just face it. We're all just trying to we're all trying to survive, right? So that has always been true. We're all trying to survive. Two things I was gonna say that it's social simple. It's like have an interaction, and then like I take out my anti my uh, sanitizing thing, sanitize my <laughs> viciously whatever I do before I touch things. Whenever I'm out, it's like you're a crazy person. No, this is what everyone does now. <laughs> All the OCD people are probably so happy. They're like, this is what it's supposed to be doing all the time. 
And then I, I have to say, as a, as a black man, I, this is, I do get a kick out of this. This is a small joy that I get is that I can be very suspicious of white people on the street and like back away from them. It's like, you may be scary. It's a, you're dangerous. It's a weird change in things. I, I said it. Oh, you cross the street now when you see a white person. <laughs> you just like. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's a, a small part of me that is very joyous about that. <laughs> it's not so small. It, it is, there's a good part of me that it's a little bit joyous that I get to be very, very suspicious of white people. And rightfully so. I'd be like, oh, no, I ain't coming near you. I'm going to cross the street. I'm going to walk around you. I'm going to go on the street to avoid being next to you. <laughs> and that's acceptable. <laughs> Before Memorial Day, it was the first time in my life where I was really afraid of being Asian while walking. And that's just true because every Asian person is being blamed for the coronavirus, like because every Asian person just automatically has it. Several months back, uh, I was scared to walk outside because of the potential fear that I would be attacked because I was Asian. And because of the death that uh, the coronavirus was causing. And it struck me in a very real way that this must be what it's like to be black every single day. Now some time has passed where I am able to go outside without that anxiety. And yet um, I'm left wondering, you know, what, what can I do to make it so that in the future other people don't feel this way. So one way to help with fear is to expose yourselves to things that you don't know about to lessen that fear, right? Um, That's why a huge part of diversity is, you know, increasing the amount of people that aren't like you in the room to get that perspective and and also to, to lessen the fear, Right, because yeah. actually, we're we're actually more alike on the inside than we realize most of the time. A lot alike, and a lot of a lot of the real strength of diversity is to understand and be empathetic to other people's experiences. And when you don't do that, you 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 there, there's not really a there are replacements for it. I mean, I think the algorithms that are out there aren't meant to do that for you. <laughs> right, they're not gonna. It is that that is a conscious effort you have to go through um, to get that real diversity of view. With the overload of information, it is hard to, there's exhaustion, <laughs> there's overload, and it's hard to figure out what the right thing to do is. And, and that are you, what are the keys you're getting to figure out what the right things to do? You know, what are the things you can do to, that are true to your beliefs, what you, you know, and, and where you are, like, I, I don't know. Is my feed telling me that? <laughs> I, I, is right. Are the, are the notifications on my phone are they are, are they giving me the like? Oh, there's the action I want to take. I, I, I don't think so. I think one one clue that that we could all benefit from is take a look at who who you're receiving messages from. So are they friends? Are they family? Are they people you went to school with? Are are they news sources that you trust? But also take a giant step back and really think about these sources. Are these sources like you? 
did they grow up like you? Did they were they exposed to the things that you were exposed to? And if the answer is yes, you might want to take this opportunity to find other sources of truth that are out there. Uh, the internet and its social media is actually a great source of information to find experiences and stories from lots and lots of people who are not like you. And what's great is that, you know, a lot of these stories are positive and beautiful and funny and inspiring and magical. And they're not always dark and sad. I think the news cycle has made us go to all these dark and sad stories. But maybe it's, 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 uh, it's so much better if you seek out the light and then seek out the areas in which there are people that are just positive and fun. Uh, you shared with me very recently these twins uh, yeah. that are recording their impressions of listening to music for the first time. By the way, how old are these kids? What are they, I like 16? <laughs> I think they're 16 or 17. They're teenagers, I, I believe. And they're listening yeah. and listening to a wide variety of music. They got viral, basically, though, based on uh, they recently listened to Phil Collins in the air tonight, and they also listened to Dolly Parton um, singing Jolene. Um, and it's, it's fun to watch. It just makes you feel good. <laughs> well, uh, I thought was interesting is I don't know for sure. I don't know this for sure, but YouTube is also, they, it uses an algorithm. Usually it'll play you content that's similar to the content you watched before. My assumption is that music is, is similar, right? So my assumption Maybe is that if you listen to Dolly Parton before, maybe these twins wind up in your feed, even though they don't look like Dolly Parton at all. <laughs> that's right. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? And that's it's a it's kind of an interesting way to play with to your. This is one point where the algorithms are working for you <laughs> in an interesting way. But I think your point is really solid to that. It it, it looking at what you. Um, where you're getting your information and your intake of information from and saying like, is this all the same people like me <laughs> and doing things? That, and, re- and cause sometimes you have to do that consciously. Sometimes you'll get lucky and something will go viral that gives you that little crossover action um, into understanding something, you know, getting something understanding and, and positive from something else. So sometimes you do have to do, this is different kind of work, um, which is better than all the listicles, quite honestly. <laughs> Uh, is just is just hearing other voices. I think we have to supplement our intake of negative messages because God knows there have been so many of them this year. Uh, especially, we have to we have to sort of balance the scales. We got to find some some pos- some super positive stuff. And, and throw it on top of it. Because <laughs> otherwise, yeah. you know, it, it makes it hard. It's very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think now more than ever when so many, a, bunch, a lot of people us are, are working from home um, and we get a lot of our 
information digitally through notifications, social media. Social media is a big news source for people. This is a time when you do need to curate where you get things from a little bit. It is worth your mental well-being to take five minutes out of your day, whatever, 10 minutes, take a little bit. Is this the list of, uh, you know, whether that's making a, there's the range. We were talking about this before. You could go, you could just make the, you know, make the list of people and just follow that list on Twitter. It's like, these are the people I want to watch. I'm just going to watch what they watch. Um, you can go all the way and you know, like call all through your Facebook friends uh, and, and eliminate and curate that. Might be a little bit of work, um, but there's the range. Um, and cre- but creating those spaces where you get um, positive information flow is, is 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 a powerful construct that I think everybody should do. Um, I'm doing this at work. I'm telling everybody that I'm make, as, as an initiative. I'm like, everyone, you need to curate how your information flows to you. Mm, yes, um, curation and filtering. Yeah. is key, right? I mean, I so I, I don't know. Like, I actually stopped watching the news only to find that the stories were coming through via Instagram and Facebook, and honestly, individual chat messages. So, so the the memo I got is: I can't get away from the stories. The stories <laughs> can find me. Um, I have a couple choices here. I can read what people send me. Um, or I can make a decision not to. I wouldn't read the first thing that your friends send you as gospel. I wouldn't read the first article in a Google search as gospel. I would actually really utilize your skepticism even more. Um, try to find multiple things that say one common truth and, and, and go from there. I'll tell you the crazy thing I did. Um, mm, what'd you do? I, I started a, a family Slack channel, like a Slack workspace. <laughs> I got tired of this is different because this is a, this is extreme curation. I was uh my family has been they we talk we talk three times a week since the epidemic has started and um we had a group text and it was just insane because it would be everything from like are you fully stocked with rubber gloves and masks to like here's an article about Trump to like when are we <laughs> when, when are we reading for your child and what are we reading? I was like I don't I don't know this is too many different things. And so I started a Slack workspace because I use Slack at work. And so now I curate the, and it's all, uh, and it's positive energy because we, we have channels for serious stuff. We have channels for fun stuff <laughs> um, and just general channels. But now it's like nicely organized and I can decide to consume <laughs> different parts of it based upon when I have emotional time and when I want to organize it. It doesn't just blow up my cell phone all times of day and night with whatever, whenever my brother might be up or <laughs> my parents are up and, the scale. So that, that's a long way to go for curation, but it, it's been really nice too, because what ends up happening is we, it, I taking the time to experience what's going on with a smaller group um, in a curated way. Uh, it made all the, it makes a lot of, a lot, it makes a big difference. Um, anyway, I recommend if you want details, you can message me and I'll explain what I did. My parents had a little bit of trouble with channels, but it's all worked out. We're good. I did not make a Slack group. I did the opposite. I actually think I quit a couple of Slack groups. (laughs) Um, But one thing I do on a regular basis, (laughs) 
which my friends don't know about, but oh well, <laughs> here it goes. Depending on, depending on how the edit goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the funny part is I'm telling all my friends to listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> um, sometimes I mute my notifications. That's depending, healthy. Yeah. Depending on uh, what app you use, you can mute notifications uh, pretty easily. Um, for eight hours or a week or a month or what have you. Um, I have a, I have an iPhone. I can also mute all notifications in one fell swoop if I want to. Uh, because sometimes, you know, the nice thing about talking to someone on the phone or even a video chat is you actually have to agree that you're going to talk during that time. And I've noticed that with group chats... No one, no, no one asks no. you. No one asks you if you're free. They're just, they just, you know, you'll get like a stream of ten messages from one person, and then another person chime in, another person chime in. Before you know it, you missed like, like you said, like eight different topics. And um, I, I personally am already feeling overwhelmed by all of the other stories I'm getting. Uh, so yeah, so I, I mute, I mute stuff. Um, I don't always it's, read. Hey, you everything. should not feel. I have no idea what you should not be embarrassed. Everyone, you should know that sometimes Michelle mutes mutes you. So wait, <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's uh, this is one of the things I'm gonna. This is part of what I'm gonna, you know, tell people at work as well. It's like that is a very healthy thing to do because you're right. No one to like if you think about the corollary that it's just like what if someone just came at you and just like. <laughs> brain expel everything on my mind right now it's like i'm sorry i was going to sleep i was about to eat a sandwich i was doing something else and i was in my place and all of a sudden in my ear if you learn one thing from today's show go look at your notifications and see how you can mute the apps for people that you don't want to hear from (laughs) go do it well you know it's not like forever it's not yeah. permanent. It's not like it's not like you, well, it's not like you can I, actually go up to a person and turn their sound all the way down like for forever. You can't actually do that um, very easily. But you know, it's more like you just you know what it's like. It's like when you're watching a show and you put it on pause and you know you're gonna get back to, back it. to it. Yeah, do you it. Just put it on pause. Go you know? do it. Learn how to uh, really. I'm not serious. I'm, I'm compl- not serious. I am completely serious. <laughs> Everyone, if you do learn one thing from the show, go learn how to pause pause all notifications for a certain period of time. <laughs> you will feel great, <laughs> guaranteed. That's it. That's our show. <laughs> That's a drop the mic moment. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's one other thing though. If we want to talk about it quickly, um. It. So when we last recorded this episode, uh, I, I mentioned, actually both of us mentioned that we were both really tired. <laughs> we, we were feeling kind of helpless, to be honest, and we weren't really sure what we, were, we should be doing. Um, we knew that if we listened to our social media feed, we should be doing like 20 things, yeah. <laughs> which honestly didn't make sense to either of us. Um, I think uh, for my part in in this world you know I'm thinking about my network and my impact and you know small things that maybe I can do that might in a year make a difference so in terms of diversity and inclusion um, hiring is a really important 
important part of that uh, piece. It's a really important part of that problem. Um, you know, in, improving pipeline opportunities for people who might not get them. Uh, and, and it actually benefits all of us in the long term. Because if you can hire good people who have experiences and intelligence and who want to make things better, that's going to improve everything. So, uh, you know, it's a hard problem to solve and it's a problem that has been around for a very long time. But that's one thing that I'm going to try to do something about. That's a great um note to to end on there because i think it it does come down to the small the the things like the collection of what makes change is people doing what they have the power to do and in the in the the moment that they have have the ability to do that and 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 yeah so i agree so hope you've enjoyed this episode of not just the hook uh, we we're, we're gonna make an honest attempt not to uh have 60 days go by between when we record um, because we're enjoying this. So you will hear from us a lot light sooner. Thanks for listening. Um, this is Jamil Ellis. You can find us all over social media because Michelle's done a crazy job. I don't know if you could even tell us all the places we are now. Where should people go to, to find us? So we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, not just the hook. Search us, you'll find us. And also we're on all the podcasts now. <laughs> you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can basically find us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell everyone to go come listen to us. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show.